Thank you for joining Manners and Other Matters, the podcast which brings you all the insights you need to navigate the intricate world of modern manners and elegant living. I'm your host, Louise Percy, and I'm delighted to be your guide on this journey towards a more refined and gracious way of life. I'm here to share my knowledge and insights with you, and I will also be bringing in a lineup of experts from the worlds of etiquette and elegant living to share their wisdom and experiences. The art of etiquette isn't just about following a set of rigid, traditional rules. It's about fostering meaningful relationships, both in your personal and professional life. Whether you're dining with colleagues, entertaining guests, or simply striving for a more elegant lifestyle. Subscribe to Manners and Other Matters today, and let's explore the world of etiquette, manners, and the pursuit of elegance together. Hello, and welcome to Episode 6 of Manners and Other Matters. I do hope you're enjoying the festive season, and I wonder if, like me, you make New Year resolutions. I do. I actually follow it up after a spring audit of my life, my choices, my family, and then by the 31st of December, I'm ready to move on to whatever's going to be happening in 2024 in this circumstance. So today I'm going to be talking to you about elegance. I'm regularly asked what elegance is. Is it just about what we wear, how we wear it, how we move, how we speak, how we dine? Or is it much more than just our demeanour and perhaps the superficialities? I'm going to call this episode Elegance Unveiled because I'm going to talk to you about the concepts of elegance and whether it's something you think you would like to have in your, in your life as you're moving forward into a new year. So it's a very multifaceted concept, really. It encompasses so much more than just the aesthetics. It involves a combination of refinement, simplicity, grace, and thoughtful choices in various aspects of life. I like to think of elegance as an attitude because it extends so much more beyond appearance to include behavior, manners, and the ability to appreciate and create beauty in both tangible and intangible aspects of your life. It involves a harmonious balance and a certain sophistication that enhances one's presence and interactions. Now, none of us are born with this. Elegance can be taught in terms of manners and etiquette and deportment and personal presentation. But choosing to be elegant with your kindness, your empathy towards others, and your consideration is a positive personality choice. And that's why I consider that elegance is an attitude. Because for me, ultimately, elegance is a holistic approach to life that reflects a cultivated elegant style, character, but certainly also mindfulness. So let's explore this a little more. I consider simplicity to be one of the major keys of elegance. And why do I say that when so much about what people think of as elegance is beautifully French-branded handbags or gorgeous jewellery or very expensive clothes? Do you know you can put very expensive clothes on somebody who doesn't carry themselves well, sit up nicely at the table? know how to handshake with making positive eye contact, 
and it doesn't matter how much that suit is or that dress or whatever it is they're wearing, they're not going to look elegant without having that confidence in themselves to be able to make the eye contact, to offer and to receive a handshake if it's appropriate in your culture, and to put other people at their ease. So I think simplicity is a positive personality choice and something that we can all aspire to have. Now, certainly refinement. Now, refinement with regard to elegance is something which is in a way quite tangible. And I think that with the refinement, you're looking at things like your education. It doesn't have to be a grand education, but by education, I don't just mean schooling and university or college. I mean educating yourself about the arts, about literature, about conversation, how to have it, how to enjoy it, how to listen and not just talk in conversation. All of this I see as very much refinement. And then there's grace. What an old-fashioned word that is. But grace to me is manifested by gentle hand movements, gentle eye movements, gentle vocal tone, having some light and shade in your voice so your voice is interesting for other people, and having the ability to sit nicely. There's an expression, sitting gracefully. And all of these things, once you encompass them into your personality choices and your behaviours, give you confidence because you know that you are regarding yourself and regarded by others as someone who is confident with their poise and grace. And in line with that, you'll be seen as sophisticated. Remembering that these qualities are not just for women. They're universal qualities of elegance. So what are some real-life examples that I would like you to have in your back of your mind as I take you through a few tips and tricks? Audrey Hepburn. Now, I don't think you necessarily have to be of a certain age to know who she was. She was an iconic actress born in Belgium, and she's often celebrated for her timeless elegance. She appeared in movies such as My Fair Lady and many others, but her style, poise, and later in her life, her humanitarian efforts have left us with a lasting legacy of someone who absolutely embodied elegance and all its traits. Now, quite often people will also regard Japanese culture particularly as being elegant because it's known for its emphasis on simplicity, balance, and attention to detail. From the traditional tea ceremonies to minimalist design, elegance is deeply ingrained in Japanese culture. But what about some other people? Going back to that golden era of Hollywood again, Grace Kelly. Before becoming Princess Grace of Monaco, she was a Hollywood actress known for her grace and sophistication. She moved beautifully. Her hands were lovely, and when she used them to encourage and explore her communication and her conversation, she did it with a lightness, a lightness and a delicacy. Her transition to royalty only heightened her image of elegance. And for those of you that listen to me regularly, you'll know that I'm quite the Francophile, and so I have to include in this component of real examples of elegant living, 
French lifestyle. It's culture, and people think it's particularly in Paris, but really, I've seen it in so many other areas of France, is synonymous with elegance. From fashion to cuisine, the French prioritise a refined and sophisticated approach to life. But they also, in so many ways, understand that life education is taught by grandparents to their children. And then their children is terribly important. Manners and etiquette play a role, whether you're in the Grand Opera in Paris or you're in my favourite little coastal town of Villefranche-sur-Mer, down in Nice on the Riviera, where people will never walk into a cafe anywhere else without saying bonjour as they enter. More latterly, I think, an example of wonderfully elegant living and also encompassing the elegant lifestyle, which is naturally for royalty, I suppose, but not everybody does it with the, the poise and grace of the Princess of Wales, Catherine, Princess of Wales. She's admired for her modern yet elegant style, the way that she can make people feel at their ease, bopping down to knee level to talk to little children, looking after others who are perhaps disabled with a kindness of voice and a softness of movement. She often combines classic pieces with a contemporary flair by adding pieces from the high street boutiques. You don't have to be royalty to be elegant. It's a matter of knowing what suits you and putting that style with your personality into practice. And then looking at another of my favourite designers, Ralph Lauren. He's a designer known for creating a brand that embodies the American interpretation of elegance with a focus on classic, high-quality designs. I've been wearing his label for more years than I will ever admit, because it literally is timeless, and irrespective of age, it seems to suit most, if not all of us. I also admire for her style, grace and poise, Queen Rania of Jordan. She is recognised for her grace, intelligence and commitment to humanitarian causes, and her presence radiates elegance in both style and substance for me. But observing the lifestyles and choices of these individuals and the cultures, such as Japan, but also, for example, I quite like the elegance of Scandinavian design, which is, to me, characterised by clean lines, functionality and a connection to nature. And by looking to these cultures to inspire your inspiration, it will help those of you seeking to incorporate elegance into your own lives, whether through fashion, design, behaviour, or a holistic approach to life. It's inspiration, and that's what we need to look at, all of us, as we explore Elegance Unveiled. I daily am looking for inspiration for elegance. It may well be that it's now summer here in Australia, it's quite hot, so the flowers that I can choose for my home, and I prefer fresh flowers over artificial flowers, are somewhat reduced. But it doesn't mean that I don't get enormous pleasure in mixing perhaps some Australian wildflowers with some roses that have been grown specifically for the Australian climate, and then using foliage 
from our citrus trees, which are absolutely bursting with fruit at the moment. And people will often say to me, oh, Louise, your floral arrangements are so elegant. It's a refinement that you can choose to have so easily in filling your home with lovely and quite natural flowers. And so what about your decision-making with regard to elegance? It's really starting with your daily habits. It's very difficult to be elegant in your lifestyle overall if you're not well prepared. And I was taught by my military father the five P's. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. And I've lived by it all my life. It really does work, I have to tell you. So from the time that I start my day, and I don't know about you, but I'm a fairly early riser, with my pot of tea, I plan out my day. And that's how things progress. I know what my work schedule is like, whether I'm going to be doing Zoom calls, whether I'm going to be seeing clients in person, whether or not I'm meeting friends for lunch, where, what time, what to wear that's appropriate. And always, always, I prepare my menu for the evening meal. I adore cooking. And so I do like to have something very nice with my partner, Brian, every evening. If I'm really struggling for time, it may well be that we share a dozen oysters and have a fresh salad. Something so simple, but I always lay a table. Or if we're really wanting to catch the latest episode of something, I'll set us each a tray and we'll have that while we watch television, but always with napkins, cutlery laid out perfectly, and obviously appropriate wine glasses for whatever wine we're drinking. Now, does this seem too much to you? Perhaps. But for me, it's my daily routine now, and I think most people would see it as having a level of elegance about it if they walked in and caught the two of us chatting about our day. I enjoy it. It relaxes me, being well-organised. And it also means that if any unexpected situations arise during the day, I'm prepared for it. If somebody needs my help at the last minute, I can rush out without thinking about whether or not I've got the lipstick on. And as Coco Chanel said, the minimum a lady really needs is lipstick and a little splash of blush and perhaps a bit of mascara, I would say, in this modern age. Do remember that you are your own personal brand. That's a new connotation and expression. But I do quite like it because you are a reflection of your inner self in the way that you present yourself to the outside world. And it takes not terribly much more time to actually make yourself look presentable for you. It gives you confidence. You're not doing it for anybody else. It's for you. But it will enable you to walk out of the house out of the apartment, get into your car with your head held high, knowing that you can take on whatever the day is going to throw at you. So I do think that this importance of your self-awareness is really vital. It's not vanity, it's self-awareness. And so I think that in the choices that I make, I do try to live, and I know this is another cliche, but in the present. I like seeing what's around me in nature. I enjoy seeing what people are wearing and talking about in cafes. I enjoy pushing my supermarket trolley and seeing what else is on the shelf. I think it's your self-awareness 
that's going to give you the confidence that you need in order to embrace elegance perhaps a little more in your life as you begin a new year. And so some ideas for you to look at with regard to cultivating your elegance in the new year. As I've just mentioned, encouraging self-awareness is, I think, absolutely vital in the pursuit of elegance. And perhaps some mindfulness practices will help you become more attuned to your thoughts, actions, and choices. I actually do practice yoga, not as regularly as I should. And I also self-meditate whenever things are seeming a little stressful. And then I'd like you to think about posing some thought-provoking questions to yourself. How do your daily choices contribute to the overall quality of your life? What areas of your life do you have that you could introduce more elegance in an easy way? I do think that I've been able to, in fact, I know that I have, help people over the years through the Percy Institute with my Art of an Elegant Lifestyle Masterclass. And one particular woman springs to mind. My masterclasses are run over three months. There's an in-person or a Zoom if people are, are not in my home city of Perth for a full day. And then we have a follow-up a month later with a Zoom session and I've given you homework to do before you attend that Zoom session. Then we have another follow-up another month later with some other homework bits and pieces to try during the months. And then we have a graduation champagne morning tea. And one of the women that has attended my last masterclass has come on so beautifully with her elegance. She'd been in a situation where her confidence had been battered by an unpleasant divorce. She's an extremely accomplished woman with, I think it's two masters. She has flourished in the last three months. And when I recently had a end of year function at my home for my clients, that I've had the opportunity and profound joy to meet this year, she just walked into the room and lit it up. And so you can go from a place of feeling quite dark about your own level of elegance and confidence to a place where you go from being what feels like a caterpillar into a beautiful butterfly. And certainly she's managed to do that. I'm so terribly proud of her. So small little bits and pieces can highlight your everyday elegance. Think about the language that you use. If you tend to perhaps swear a little bit, when you're very frustrated or in your calm when you think nobody can hear you, why don't we stop that? We all feel like it sometimes, but we don't necessarily have to follow through. Practicing gratitude for those that assist you is so important. We all know that please and thank you are some of the first words that in any culture children are taught. Let's try it each and every day and not just expect or assume that people will know we mean please and thank you by the tone of our voice. So practical tips. Ladies and gentlemen, what about doing an audit on the wardrobe? Work out what's there, what you want to keep, what is no longer going to be part of this more confident, poised and elegant you. Do an audit on the wardrobe for starters. It's practicing good posture. Have a look at yourself in the mirror. I'm not going to suggest that you 
prance around in front of a mirror, but I would like you to have a look at the way you look in the mirror when you're not trying too hard. Because your deportment, the way you move, says a lot about you as a person. And being able to move gracefully, to get in and out of a car seamlessly, to be able to walk upstairs without thumping into them and bouncing down them, by being able to sit in a chair comfortably without slouching, and there are ways and means to do it. It's not about anything more than your elegance being unveiled by an ongoing process of refinement and personal growth. Embracing elegance isn't about perfection, but about continuous improvement. I'm looking around every day myself, and certainly when I'm fortunate enough to travel, I'm looking at people. I'm looking at the way they're dressed. I'm looking at the way that they move and taking the very best of what I see as an example of the way that I would like to be seen. So if you have any questions, ideas about how I could help you, why don't you contact me through the Percy Institute, www.percyinstitute.com, but I will leave this in the show notes for you. And you can contact me. I promise I will answer you with an email, with some points, and with some confidence-building tips if that's what it is for you. In the meantime, on the Percy Institute website, you can also see some upcoming classes. Now, all of those I can actually provide as a one-to-one wherever you are in the world. We can do it online. I love helping people, as I hope you realize. I love seeing results. So please, have a look at the show notes, and I just want to finish with one listener's question. And the question was, Louise, I don't have a budget that will allow me to dress elegantly. What should I do? And I said to her, actually, yes, you do. Because dressing elegantly doesn't have to cost a lot of money. What I suggested she did was actually go to Pinterest and have a look at some boards and put together some looks that she thought looked pleasant for her. And then because she was a Perth girl and she was trying so hard, I took her out on a shopping spree. We went to H&M, we went to Zara, we went to Kmart. And she got a number of pieces that she has shown me privately in photographs. And she looks fabulous. So to answer that listener's question, you don't need a huge budget to look elegant. You need to know what suits you what flatters your shape, and it doesn't have to be fashionable. If the fashion of the day doesn't suit you, don't wear it. And experiment. Experiment with colours. Take bits and pieces. This is for the men as well, with your shirts and your ties or your, your polos or whatever it is. Take a rack of clothes into the fitting rooms when you're trying things on and have a look at the different colours and see how they help you feel. Some people like bright colours, some people like more neutrals, some people like the black and whites. It's entirely up to you. Be yourself, be authentic, and remember that your individuality is the most important component of your elegance. It's about being yourself. And as Monsieur Christian Dior said many years ago, individuality will always be one of the great conditions of real elegance. I look forward to speaking to you with our next episode and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
Your time and attention are greatly appreciated, and I hope you've found our discussion both enlightening and inspiring. If you've enjoyed our conversation and want to stay connected with us on this journey of elegance and refinement, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast platforms. And why not share the wisdom with your friends and family? Etiquette is best enjoyed when it's a shared experience after all. And for all the latest updates, behind-the-scenes moments and exclusive content, be sure to follow the Percy Institute on Facebook and Instagram. And please also do join my Facebook group. It's called The Elegance Club and you'll get exclusive offers and bonuses. Remember, the pursuit of a more elegant life is a continuous journey and I'm delighted to share your journey. Feedback and engagement mean the world to me here So please keep those comments, questions and suggestions coming. I love hearing from you. So until next time, my dear listeners, stay graceful, stay kind, and may your life be filled with elegance and joy. Thank you for being a part of Manners and Other Matters. Goodbye for now.